Ah, let's play a game. Yeah, um, I I just thought we'd uh, talk a little bit about what's been going on and so forth before we got into the actual podcast. So, yeah, man, yeah, I, I got the uh, I got the NES, SNES Classic. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that, man. Um, it is awesome. Yeah. It is awesome, man. You know, I've uh, I've had the money for it twice, and both times I I went in with like you know fucking shot in the dark to see whether or not. Toys R Us or Walmart or wherever local might still have one. And um, none of them did, but I did talk to them. And they said, you know, that they didn't sell out immediately and they expected more stock soon. So I'll probably be able to pick yeah. one of these up, you know. So I'm not absolutely. Uh, I'm not worried about it like I was the uh, NES Classic where I just basically wrote that thing off. But the, the thing is, every time I get the money, instead of like setting it aside and going, you know, okay, this is my uh, SNES Classic money, I've got that money and then um, I go out and I find shit. So <sighs> I've, I've twice now spent the money that would have been, or no, three times if you count that Sega CD game from the last time we talked. Um, yeah so but tell me a little bit about it 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 plays good it emulates it well and all that i mean it's uh is everything you want it to do um star fox 2 is amazing i know uh it got some like bad reviews on ig ign yeah, or whatever i heard but, about I mean, that it's like you're looking through a, like a modern day lens at a you know old 20 year old game but god i i loved it i mean i right. like it better than the first one yeah well hopefully I, I love the whole thing I'm, I'm playing earthbound i've never actually i never owned earthbound and my like neighbors my neighbors rented it once and i like watched them play it so now i'm, I'm like playing it myself for the first time oh, and man. god that game is so good Isn't it's it? so good it is good all the way through like I don't think my 13-year-old self like would have appreciated it as much, you though, know, just thinking back. That is an excellent point, because I, I did have the opportunity to play it when I was, oh gosh, I was probably 14, yeah, right about mm-hmm. 14, and uh, picked it up for a weekend rental, and I remember I played really far through the game, because the game itself will, um, just on its play alone you know the way it plays it's uh it's fun enough for someone that doesn't really get the quirkiness and the humor and stuff uh to get through and you know it was fun enough but i didn't really think much of it and then i reluctantly bought it when i was about 20 i think for you know a couple three bucks at the time and Uh i couldn't put the damn thing down you know it was Uh everything about it was amazing you know as a kid i didn't even notice that each town was like just named after numbers it was like what the i can't even remember the name of the first town and then it was like tucson and then uh threed and you know all that stuff like that all that kind of stuff throughout the game just went right over my adolescent head and yeah. i just ate all that shit up no it, it's great um when i was a kid i was you know big into the dungeons and dragons and the you know the the swords and the you know the knights and all that stuff wizards so this doesn't have any of that but it's the same type of play and same type of game so it doesn't even matter 
Um, I do like like seeing your character actually like swing his sword. You know, there's something about that that's just so you know gratifying. And this doesn't have any of that. It's all just text based, which is you know, as a kid, not as great, but as an adult, you know, it's fine. It's I can I can put that together. But it's, yeah. it's such a good game. It is so good. I, I love every part of it. Really do. From from the very beginning, where Buzz Buzz joins you, and he's like so OP, and you think, okay, this is gonna be great, and then he's almost immediately killed by like what just a yeah. fly swatter or something. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> wow. You know, it's not a kids game. It very much seems like it on the surface, but it, it really <laughs> is for adults. I thought that was gonna be like your uh, what's that chick's name in Zelda? Uh, oh, Navi. This, yeah. this is Navi. There it is, Navi. Yeah. I thought that was gonna be like my Navi throughout the game, oh. and yeah, then he dies. I was like, oh, hey, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, thank God he's not. Yeah, Navi, got to talk about the most yeah. annoying ever. But yeah, that, that, that IGN review, man, that uh, that that really gets under my skin a little bit. Because here's this guy, and he admits, like, if you read the review, he says something to the effect of, like, you know, the visuals were incredible to me, but then some friends of mine commented on it, and they said that it looked like hot trash. And so he's letting yeah, other people yeah. like influence him and shit. And it's uh, you should not have a job. Have you have no, your friend? What are do you? Uh, you know, if you if you want someone to write about it from you know that's trying to go back twenty years in their head, they should have been around gaming twenty years ago. I don't know who this guy is, but he sounds like he's a kid, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, was very 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 young back in the uh, mid nineties when this would have came out. So. Yeah, that there he had no business reviewing it in my opinion, you know, and he gave it what like a oh. five out of ten or something like that. And it's like come Either on. Five or five and a half, I don't yeah. know. Something like that. Fuck that's, that that's, that's guy. Fuck that guy. It is really good. It's it's for those of you that don't know, are for, are, we, are we recording right now? Or are we just Yeah, playing? yeah, yeah. No, we're I, I always just go ahead and start recording. If we say anything stupid, I just I'll cut it out. Get a little into it where you're like moving your ship around a map and then when you you know you <laughs> intercept something on the map it's suddenly like bam now you're in a battle hmm. and it's it's really cool cool i'm, I'm really looking cool. forward to playing it I, I i never had i was always loathed like i wanted to buy a, a repro cart of it but the problem uh-huh. is unlike a lot of the other repro carts uh for the super nintendo it requires the super fx chip so in order mm-hmm. to get one made they have to cannibalize because apparently it's hard to get super fx chips uh mm-hmm. an existing game and as such the it you either have to give them a star fox original star fox or a stunt rate fe- stunt race fx and i think there's like one or two others that are even like more pricey that you could you know turn into a star fox 2 but in so doing you're literally destroying you know one of the existing copies of another game and i I just i can't i can't do that even if it's something as lowly as like bo jackson baseball or something i'm like no it uh you know i've got a few repos and they came into my possession one way or another but i don't seek them out um, but these days, uh, the components are so cheap that they can make them from scratch and, you know, have the cases, uh, made like three from a 3d printer or whatever. And yeah, so it's not so bad, but back in the early days, it was like, man, I really want to play whatever it is, you know, uh, Bahamut Lagoon or Dragon Warrior five or whatever on the super Nintendo. But, uh, to do so would mean, you know, they'd have to destroy something. So I never did. Mm-hmm. I never did. So yeah, the hearing that they released it officially was really cool. And then it's got everything else on it too, you know, and, uh, I imagine when we get to the, uh, super Mario RPG episode, if, if I have, 
one at that point i'll be playing it on it and i'm sure you will be as well just for the uh the ease of access and stuff rather than me hooking up the super nintendo and plugging that bad boy in and crossing my fingers that the battery doesn't die and everything else um, and oh uh, yeah and this thing has a uh, save states doesn't it yeah, you get you yeah, get uh, four know. save states. You can just save at any time. I mean, don't, there's no sense in saving through how you're supposed to save through the game. You just you oh, know, hit yeah. the reset button and save state at wherever the hell you are, and that's that, that's that. For sure. Yeah, it'll make. There's a couple I remember like annoying things in in that game, like the, some waterfall where you're trying to get frog coins or something. You could just like instantly when you know you didn't get it, just restart from the back at the top of that and just do it over and over. That'd be a big help. So. Yeah. Things like that, and, and I'm sure a ton of other games on that system as well. But man, yeah, I, I am definitely going to pick one of those up. But uh, as opposed to that, instead of picking that up, I uh, like I said, I went out to thrift stores a couple of times this past week, and I found a couple of deals on uh, Craigslist, and I picked up a lot of Xbox 360 games, a couple of GameCube games, uh, some games for the Wii. Um, there you go. Even picked up some. I haven't picked them up yet. We're going to meet with a gal tomorrow, and I'm going to buy some uh, Wii U titles. Uh, I'm not sure what all she has left, but she said whatever she had left, she'll take $5 each for. And they were all like uh, Mario, Zelda, Donkey Kong, you know, high end titles. So I was like, yeah, I'll give five bucks a piece for those, no problem. Um, and and mentioning it. that, mentioning that, uh, while I've got it in my head, actually. Um, uh, for the contest, I found while I was out and about a uh, additional copy for the Wii of the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess that I picked up. Uh, really cheap, yeah. And um, I was thinking I'd have that as an additional for not this month. This month we'll be giving away uh, Final Fantasy IX for the PlayStation. Um, I do have a winner for that uh, amongst all the people that commented on Facebook and what have you. Um, I also received some emails, James. I don't know if you... Hey. Are you privy to those emails as well? Do you get emails through uh, Retro Game Core whenever someone sends them to, through that? Um, you know, I get some through... I've, I got some through Good Buddy James, um, not through Retro Game Core, but let me pull up my... I did get one through Good Buddy James recently. Oh, okay. Maybe the same one. <clears throat> Was it Joe Stanskafsky or something like that? Mm, I'm pulling it up now. Joe, oh. yeah, hey, oh. Joe, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the guy. That's the guy that uh, mm -hmm. he he said he was a first time listener, I think, and uh, yeah, um, you know. It, uh, honestly, this month it probably would have went to Josh Watts again because he's by far the <laughs> the most commenter that we have. He everything we put that that guy, what a fan, you know, always commenting. But he's he's already received something pretty great in the mail. I'm gonna give some of the other listeners a chance. So I, I got him out of the running and rolled again. And Joe, uh, God, I can't pronounce his last name. Stenskifsky, Stenstiffy. Uh, sorry for making fun of your last name, buddy. Uh, thanks for listening and everything. And you are the winner of Final Fantasy IX for the PlayStation 1. That's a uh, greatest hits copy, all four discs. It, uh, I haven't tested it, but it looks to be in near mint condition. Uh, if you'll just contact me through Retro Game Core or... Um yeah, that's how you contact me before. Uh, give me a, your shipping address. I'll get that out to you as quickly as possible. And as I said, uh, anyone else listening, for the next month's... Uh prize giveaway just uh you know send in emails to all the usual places we'll name it at the end of this most of you uh, listening probably already know uh who to contact and uh, what what our facebook page is and where to find us on discord and all that um yeah if you just say you want to enter in the contest we have a copy of the legend of zelda twilight princess it is missing its manual um 
but the disc itself looked to be in playable condition, so it is a play copy, not so much a collector's copy, but, you know, if you don't have the game and you've got a Wii, and who the fuck doesn't have a Wii, uh, they're basically everywhere. If you don't have one, just go check your local dumpster, and yeah, you'll, you can get one of the greatest games for that for next month's prize, so... Yay. But yeah, I found a lot of other stuff, James. I found just random stuff, man. Uh, nothing like really great. I got like Donkey Kong Country Returns for the Wii for like two or three bucks. That was a good find. Uh, I picked up Wolfenstein for the Xbox 360. I remember that one. I was like, ooh, I've been meaning to play this. And, you know, of course, I just put it on a fucking shelf. But yeah, a bun- bunch of stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, um, I picked up a uh, Wii last week. Uh, 15 bucks at a garage sale complete oh damn with controller controller nunchuck and some like dance dance something <laughs> part four I, I i donated to my little video game club at school and i hooked it up to a tv in the back of the room not sure what would happen a lot of the girls like migrated to that area the few <laughs> girls we have i should say all the girls we have in that club uh migrated back there we're dancing it up uh throughout the entire lunch period so i was like hey there you go Got something for everybody. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, Wii's are, yeah, they're so ridiculously cheap. And, and guys, if you're listening and you're into, or maybe you're not into emulation, but uh, maybe you're looking to get into it, uh, the Wii makes an excellent emulation machine. There's all kinds of guides online of how you can uh, jailbreak these things. And, you know, sure, seven years ago or whatever, when they were at the height of their popularity, you probably wouldn't have risked doing so or may have worried to do so. But now, listen to James. He just picked one up for $15 complete uh i've seen them for as low as ten dollars you you hack one of these things you can put all the games from super nintendo nintendo on it Uh, i know you just heard us talking about buying the snes mini well you could put all the games from that um i'm almost positive you know they've already dumped the rom for star fox 2 i'm sure and and you can put them on your wii and it has a you know onboard emulator that can play all that stuff for you along with all the Wii games and all the whatever you could imagine. But uh, me, myself, and I, I'm not, uh, even though, you know, I just advocated hacking, I myself don't do not do that. I may in the future. Uh, that, that leads me to the next topic. I kind of want to touch on you, or not touch on you, <laughs> touch on touch with me. you. Yeah. Uh, touch, touch on me. with you, James. Um, it's late. It's late, guys. Um about the Wii and the fact that they announced recently that their shop was closing. Um, mm. I I don't know how to feel about that because to me, last gen up to and including the Wii, I realize it's been around, what, like 13 years or something now? It just doesn't feel that like doesn't it. doesn't even seem right. I mean, right. They said, I've heard that too, and I'm like, it, it hasn't been 13 years. Really? Had the Wii been out that long? I guess. Am I, am I that, are we that old? Yeah, well. I don't think we're that old. I remember being... 27 and going to Walmart and picking one up with a female friend of mine and it doesn't seem like it was that long ago uh, no. but I'm 37 so it's a <laughs> it's been a minute um, time just I guess it has been so fast man but uh, yeah um, and you know I'd never really given the Wii uh, shop much thought because for the most part you know I don't uh I don't buy digital games unless it's the only way to get it. But when I heard that that shop was going to be gone forever and that there were games for it that you literally just couldn't get anywhere else, or in the very least, if you could get it somewhere else, the price might be uh, like really high. Games like uh, Wild Guns for the Super Nintendo. Um, 
stuff like that. A lot of TurboGrafx-16 titles. So I kind of decided over the, ne the course of the next uh, several months I'll be logging in and uh, buying a game here or there. You know, uh, the cutoff date is you can't buy anything past January of 2018, I believe. And um, you can't purchase funds, you know, because the Nintendo has to be different and they made you buy basically tokens like you're in a goddamn Chuck E. Cheese and you spend those uh, Nintendo points to go towards games and uh, they won't let you buy those past March of uh, next year. So really not all that long from now, just what, like uh, four or five months, something like that. So... I got on there and I looked through their shop and uh, Wild Guns is one I don't have for the Super Nintendo that I was like, okay, I got to get this. I didn't pick it up yet because I found another one that I was like, ooh, I really need to get this. And everyone in Discord has been talking about it. And that was uh, the Turbo Graphics version of uh, Ease, you know, YS. We talked about it before. Mm -hmm. um, books 1 and 2 are on there for the equivalent of $8. It's 800 Wii points or whatever the fuck they're called. But Yeah. Um, so I picked that up. I haven't played it yet, but um, I then I spent a good hour deleting crap from my Wii because there's so much on there that just you know takes up space but doesn't work anymore. Uh, uh -huh. All the various channels, Netflix, all that stuff is fucking just it doesn't work. Uh, you can still you, you like watch YouTube on there, but everything else is is done. So it, it's kind of sad because it's a perfectly serviceable system still. You know, I've got this computer i've had that i i call it a lag box because you know it's so old at this point it lags with everything but um i've had it for 10 years something like that and i can still do everything i could do 10 years ago on it um whereas things like the wii and you know soon to be the playstation 3 the xbox 360 stuff like that all their online capabilities is going to go the way of the dodo and it kills a lot of the, the stuff for the system. And it, you know, that was something I was worried about going into this generation was, you know, they're so heavy handed with all this online compatibility and so on and so forth that, you know, once that aspect of the system dies, what is the future of that system? You know, are people going to be selling on eBay like, hey, this Wii has 35 games and these are those games or, you know, whatever else, you know, or like my PlayStation has a copy of, um, I was just talking about it earlier, uh, Scott Pil Pilgrim vs. the World, which you cannot get any longer. It's not a downloadable title. Or uh, The Simpsons, the arcade game, that's another one that you can no longer buy. Um, will that make those, you know, worth more money in the future or what? You know, I don't know, you know, so... But it's 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 a worrisome prospect to to an old timer like me anyway. I don't know how you feel about it, James. But yeah, I mean, I got a lot of games on my Wii that you you know maybe call it laziness. I don't want to drag out my like Super Nintendo or my Nintendo to play, so I just downloaded it on the Wii so I can have it there. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't like the fact that it's going away. I guess you know it makes business sense because you know Nintendo wants to move on to their their newest system and they don't want to be you know supporting any of their older stuff it'd be nice if uh things were compatible where they could have you know when they opened up the the switch shop you know it can have a you know some sort of wii compatibility or wii u compatibility but i guess you know those, those their minds are better than mine and they know how that stuff's supposed to work and it can't it just can't support that kind of stuff so right. it's going away and i will get on there and if there's anything that i know i 
I'm not going to be able to buy, you know, at a through Amazon or through eBay with ease. I'll, I'll definitely get it. I know the turbo graphics, like you said, there's a lot of stuff there that's, mm-hmm. you know, hard to find. I'll probably, uh, just download. So I have something. Yeah. I'm definitely going to pick up, a a, day. pick up blazing lasers on there. That's, uh, uh-huh. one on the turbo graphics 16. That's kind of hard to find elsewhere. And then there's uh, the two really good pinball games, alien, and Demon Crush, I think is what they're called. Um, or Alien Storm and Demon Crush, something like that. I'm not a big TG-16 guy, so if I get any of this wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, big fan that might be listening. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pick all that up slowly. And like I said, there's Wild Guns on there. There's a lot of great RPGs that are on there. But uh, unfortunately, a lot yeah. of those actually appear on the SNES Mini. Like it's got Secret of Mana. It's got the Final Fantasies. It's got... Uh, um, uh, Mario RPG, you know, etc. Super Metroid is on there. So a lot of that stuff did get revamped on the SNES Mini. And I wonder if that was also maybe part of their, like, thinking on that. It's like, well, we're coming out with this system that has, like, a large portion of the library that gets sold regularly anyway. And so our sales are probably going to dip. Might as well uh, yeah. Might as well do this now while we can kind of thing. But anyway, it, it's it's cool. It's, you know, it's inevitable. That's the way things go. You know, everything dies eventually, even you and me, James. But uh, it's still sad when uh, an old friend passes, especially one that doesn't seem like it should be. You know, uh, it no. still very much seems like a new system to me. And in fact, yeah. they're coming at like this, not this year, but next year, there is still a Wii title scheduled to come out. And I guarantee you it'll come out. And it is indeed Just Dance 2018 is scheduled to come out next year. You can go to your local Walmart right now and buy Wii games. I was there just the other day. They still have fucking Wii games on the shelf. So it really, it just doesn't feel like it should be dying this quickly. But here it is. So whatever. Switch is a great system. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm too old to buy it, but I, I'm, gonna but I'm definitely not going to get it now. Maybe, maybe someday down the road. Right, I'll, right. Don't have time for it. Yeah, yeah. Being a parent will do that to you too. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to pick uh, one up, but I'll probably get a Wii U first. And that was another surprising thing about the, uh, the announcement was that they're shutting down the the shop for the Wii U as well. So yeah, and there's different games. I yeah. you know. Surprisingly, um, so and it's closing down the same day. So we mm-hmm. got to get a Wii U like fast and see what's on there uh, before that whole thing shuts down. I know, man. I uh, I'm kind of I'm I'm gonna look up the list online on that one. And if it's if there's something truly great, then yeah, I might have to jump on it. Now the Wii did have something I I haven't read anything on it yet, but it did spark my interest. It has some uh, games. Uh, called WiiWare that are exclusive to the Wii, mm-hmm. one of yeah. which is a reimagining of Castlevania Adventure that actually looked really fucking good uh, for 10 bucks. So that's another one that I just want to mention here that maybe if you haven't heard of, maybe pick that up because I don't think it's available anywhere else. It might be on the 3DS. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really get in uh, the 3DS shop very much either. Like I said, I'm not a big digital guy. I've got maybe 40, 50 titles um, digitally that uh, either I picked up on sale or I couldn't get anywhere else than as such bought it there. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's sad to see going. So have you seen, um, have you seen anything about that new CD, the S E E D I system? I have not. I've, uh, I think I listened to Pat Contry talk about it. On oh yeah. His he did mention it on his podcast and they, they kind of made fun yeah. of it. 
um, if I remember correctly, he, he was kind of saying that it, it sounded uh, shady or whatever. Like, you know, Pat, how he is, he's like overly, a little uh, skeptical. yeah, he, skeptical. and I get it. You know, there's been so many people that have let us down in the past and such, but, uh, in addition to that, I listened to a couple other podcasts that were talking about it. And then I watched uh, metal Jesus, you know, on uh, YouTube the other day, and he was sent one of the two prototypes that they have already built and he tested it out. And the thing for the most part worked great. Um, huh. I was really interested in it. It's tiny. First of all, it's like the size, it's a little bit bigger than say like an old school CD player you would have had in the nineties. And, um, it plays Sega CD, which that's my jam, you know, and then it plays mm-hmm. PlayStation uh, one. Uh, it plays uh, DOS games through the 386, which I have a few of those if they're CD based. It plays Neo Geo CD, although it did have some issues with that and played at about a 70 to 80 percent uh, rate. So things w- were a little laggy and slow on it, but it did work. And uh, TurboGrafx CD, which was interesting. And uh, I want to say there was maybe one or two others. And then they have some uh, some ideas in the works to be able to play some other things in the future. But it looked pretty cool. And it's relatively cheap. So without getting into it too much, I was just, you know, uh, thinking that might be a cool system to have. Just, just to have a CD-based system. Because uh, right now I'm looking in front of me and, I mean, my room is kind of a mess and i've got the playstation 2 from playing the game we're going to be talking about in a minute i've got the ps3 and the wii all just lined up in a row wires everywhere and if i could you know even get rid of just a small portion of that it would be a a big help so or maybe not get rid of but put on the shelf and not have to you know deal with all the time like whenever well we got like i think we've mentioned in the past like bit rot you know that's coming up things are going to be just you know obsolete eventually and i'd like to know that there's going to be some you know way we can preserve these games and some sort of medium that you know we'll be able to play them and you know 15 20 years and not have to rely on you know old old cds so hopefully something happens hopefully these companies want to share these things or at least let us buy these things i mean more right which would be better um have you this whole thing, uh, the Nintendo, uh, Nintendo wants to bring out either a mini S or mini N64 or a mini Game Boy. Have you been uh, following that at all? Not at all, but of the two, I would go mm. with Game Boy 1000%. That's the side they're leaning towards. I guess there was some, they, they, they like ob- obtained a patent like they did for the uh, NES and the sure. SNES. So there's, there's something, something's brewing. And uh, I read an article saying that. You know, they hope that the system is both, you know, portable and can be, you know, hooked up to your, you know, TV through HDMI so it can be played on, you know, the large screen because that would be really cool. And if they could just fill that thing with games, I mean, those games got to be just... Oh, they're tiny. Yeah, just tiny. So just 50, 50, 60 games. I mean, if you have have 20, you know, SNES games, you got to have triple that at least uh for game boy that, that, that'd just be great and plus those games are so small like you said mm-hmm. to begin with even like gameplay wise i mean those things are designed to be played like on the car ride to right. you know, your friend's house so you could fit and you should have you know plenty of those on that thing and that that'd be that that'd be pretty cool yeah yeah no i'm 100% in the 
in the boat of that would be a cool system and i'd love to have that as well or if, if not just game boy maybe span all the game boys of course nintendo likes money so they yeah. probably like to do one for each one of their game boys but if they should be fine it, I, I do that well they, they you say they like money but at the same time they they just don't you know, trouble releasing shit yeah I know. if they really like money the way they're supposed to they would you know have unlimited supply of these snes classics and nes classics I but know, right I, limit i i just think that's more of them not at least in Japan, not understanding the actual demand that would be here for those things. Cause it wasn't until they actually saw the sales and like, uh, I can't think of his name, but the president here of us Nintendo, he went to Japan to show them the graphs and show them everyone. Like, look at what the, the responses we're getting for these machines. Look at how much yeah. the classic is selling for on eBay right now. And they saw, you know, Oh God, this thing's selling for 500 bucks. You know, and, and yeah, they're losing that. Yeah, you could be selling it for two hundred, and no one and people would be jumping on it because they thought they'd yeah. be thinking they'd be getting a deal. You know, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, they they did decided. do a much better job with the SNES Classic. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a lot more of those. The scalpers, they're not getting much more money than the cost of the thing. So they did a much better job, and there's more coming. So I think scalpers are going to be. Uh, they're going to be over pretty soon. Yeah, so. I even considered buying one from a scalper just to get one because the prices are that low. They're only really mm-hmm. making like thirty bucks off the things because like they're yeah. selling for as low as one twenty right now on eBay, which is, you know, uh, almost doable. It's like yeah, they sell for roughly ninety dollars after taxes or whatever, and one twenty. Yeah. You know, when you factor in their eBay fees and stuff, these guys aren't making a whole lot off of them. So yeah. No. They'll be returning them soon. They can buy them from the stores. So, yeah. Nintendo did a good job there. I applaud them if they're listening. Great job, Nintendo. You're getting, working in the right direction. Oh, I'm sure they're listening. You know, we're yeah, huh? right there next to all the other top podcasts that uh, all the high yeah. execs yeah. Nintendo listen to. Is is it worth it? Podcast? Yeah, the retro gaming mm-hmm. podcast. They definitely worth it. Anyway, um, hello again and welcome to yet another edition of Is It Worth It? Uh, the podcast where me and James just shoot the shit for 30 minutes before we actually talk about any games. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Blaine J, and with me as always. Mr. James Milholland, how's it going, man? Good, man. Doing great. Yeah. Well, one more thing before before we get into the game, and the game we're going to be talking about this month being Spooky October, we're going to be talking about. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the listener game that was chosen for us of the games that we put up a poll for some three or four months back, and that will be Silent Hill Two. Uh, but before we get into it, I found out, James, and some of the listeners may already know because I posted on our page about it, but I found out through the grapevine, I had to go to your Facebook page and find out that my co-host is is a damn hero. I want to hear this story, James. It was our last baseball. I can't believe you found this. It was our last baseball practice of the year, getting ready to wind everything down. All of a sudden we hear this big, huge crash and this loud scream. We look over and, some lady just ran over her daughter and she had no idea what to do. And she was preparing to like drive back over her to get, to let her out. So without like really any conversation without any really plans, our entire team just sprints over to the car and the whole team, you know, we're talking like sophomores and juniors and a few seniors lift this car up like over their heads 
And then me, I don't know if it was adrenaline or just pure stupidity, besides like climb underneath a car being held up by 16 year old, like, you know, boys and pull this like young girl out of, underneath this car and like perform what little, you know, aid I knew of to like hold her, keep her together until paramedics arrived. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, they picked it up over their damn heads. The back end, yes. The back end was over their heads. The front oh. end was still on the ground. Oh, the lady okay. was still in the car. <laughs> but you know, they were they they had this thing up and I pulled her out and fire trucks were there, you know, about five or ten minutes later, police was there trying investigating this lady because they're like, Hey, why the hell did you run over your daughter? No you know? doubt. What the hell? And the funniest part was um up the next day and we were playing against this team and their coach was retiring and the news cameras all show up and the, the coach thought that they were there for him for his big like retirement like day and they start interviewing us and we just got the crap kicked out of us and the guy's like what's going on and we you know, they, they found out later on that oh these guys just saved a girl's life so that, <laughs> that was pretty good the kids were just amazing i just that can't applaud cool. them enough nice yeah it brought me i was like wow that is so cool and it brought me into mind of uh when i was a kid playing ball uh not nearly as heroic in fact more juvenile of a similar situation where we picked up a uh, the spanish teacher's car and turned it sideways within her parking spot so that when she came out to lunch um she was un unable to leave you know she had like a little <laughs> geo metro and we just turned it sideways in the space and she was like what the fuck but uh, yeah, funny. not nearly as heroic as I said. I've never uh, <laughs> been a part of lifting a car to save someone's life, but I have been a part of lifting a car. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty incredible. And people, people like all over the country and even in Canada were like sending us emails wow. and like sending us money, like just donating money to the program. We're like, we didn't ask for that, but thank you. But, Very yeah, cool. Great. Very cool. I and mean, it was big. You could all over the place. It. You could definitely use the money. I know that uh, <laughs> last year you had, uh, were struggling to get funds to, to buy equipment for the team and st such, so I imagine yeah, that's a big softball. help. That was for softball, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And our, our school's pretty poor, but a lot all, of great kids. All, all schools are poor these days. It's such a, it's such a tragedy. You know, They're shutting mm -hmm. down all the programs that are worth a shit, all the stuff that actually matters, music and, yeah. and sports and stuff that you know teaches them real-life issues, and yet things like calculus are still taught, you know, and nothing against calculus it's a fine form of math you know uh, algebra as well you know all these things i agree to a point they should be touched on but to teach kids to the point that they do <clears throat> ridiculous you know I, I was even told by my teacher at the time unless you're in these specific fields you will never ever use any of this stuff in your life and why they're forcing it down our throats i don't know um and yet something like uh you would learn from sports you know just uh maybe getting over social anxiety or maybe uh, becoming part of a team, you know, th these type of things, that's real life situations that you can use in life. And to cut those type of programs, uh, I, I, I personally, I don't get it, but um, they're doing it all over the United States. So, yay. Yeah. Uh, uh, and on that note, since uh, we're talking about things that scare me, let's talk a little bit about Silent Hill 2. <laughs> great segue.
<laughs> yeah, so in this game, it, it plays a little bit like um, like a Resident Evil, although this particular entry isn't entirely tank controls, if I remember right. I think, if I remember right, it's been a few days since I played it, but you just you can either use the d- directional pad or the um, or the what you might call it stick, right? I think you can use both. Or maybe it is just yeah. Um, you do it, it is like a tank control where you press up to go forward. Mm, it is um, yeah. It did like when I first started playing it. Uh, first thing I thought I was like, oh, so the same people that made this must have made you know Resident Evil. And I was playing it for about five or ten minutes. Then like I had this huge realization like, wait, holy shit! There's not like a still camera. Like this thing actually follows the character around. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, so the. Although there is a lot of similarities, like there had, if you trace this thing back far enough, there has to be one or two guys that worked on both projects because there is a lot of similarities to just how, like the engine and how the games run, Definitely. and how even the even the font is like very similar. So <laughs> someone, someone deep enough has worked on both of these. But great game. A lot of similar DNA, but I think it's more of, you know, Capcom and Konami were the two biggest, or amongst the two mm-hmm. biggest uh, game designers of the time. And when Capcom did Resident Evil, which was initially for them, like supposed to be a side project, and it was just the runaway hit that it was. I mean, it basically yeah. birthed um, the idea of survival horror. Now there were some horror games before this, but they weren't anything like Resident Evil was. And Silent Hill, both one and two, and and even three and four to some extent, follow that same formula of like wonky ass puzzles which we'll fucking get into james i want to talk about some stupid puzzles um and and killing of zombies which in this game it's not so much zombies it's uh god i don't know what they are in this mannequins yeah mannequins for the yeah for some of it you've got like what appears to be mannequins like in in the game in this particular game you've got the first ones that you come across are these guys that are like armless headless or they've kind it kind of looks like they've got a head but it's covered in flesh and Mm -hmm. no arms and then legs and you gotta shoot them and then they'll crawl creepy on the ground and make all those clicking noises and shit you gotta like stomp on them yeah you gotta stomp on them or shoot them while they're down Uh, and then you've got later on the legs on top of legs uh, which look like mannequin legs I hope I don't know what the hell it is and then you've got the quote unquote sexy nurses and I I think that's it there may may be one other that I'm just blanking on but that's I mean other than like the bosses and such but uh-huh. Yeah, you just keep seeing pyramid these. head. Is that we're calling that guy? Yeah, pyramid, pyramid head. head, and we'll we'll get to him. But yeah, it's it's standard take controls. The thing I like about um, Silent Hill series more than uh, most of the Resident Evil series is the melee or the melee or how you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those weapons are um, actually usable in the Silent yeah. Hill series. Like in the first one, you end up finding like an axe and a splitting maul, and then there's the classic uh-huh. pipe and everything else. In this one, there's a lot less weaponry, which I'm kind of not a fan of, but yeah. um, it's still, you know, you start off, you find the first weapon you find is a uh, wooden plank with some nails at the other end, and then uh, later on, you'll find a pipe that's like stuck inside of a... The, the hood of a a car running on idle and you pull it out and it dies I don't know why but um and yeah now you've got a pipe and then later you can find a pyramid head's sword effectively it's really a giant knife but it kind of looks like clouds sword and it can pretty much one shot anything in the game but takes for fucking ever to wind up and pitch that thing um but 
you know, the pipe itself, that's the one that you'll be using most of the game. And then there's a chainsaw you can unlock as well, but I think you have to beat the game once in order to do so. I, I can't remember mm-hmm. all the caveats that you have to do, but there's a lot of repre- replayability in all the Silent Hill games in that if you play through them once, there'll be additional unlockable stuff. Uh, there's multiple endings. I'll get into that later. Um, all kinds of stuff that'll bring you back. So replayability on this is pretty good. The, the whole game only runs about eight hours total. You can speed run it in less than three. Um, real short game, but... Man, you know, I was really impressed because this game is fucking, what, 20 years old? Something like that. And uh, I played it on the PS2 because I read an article and I, I shipped it on to you as well that uh, you should stay as far away from the HD remake of this one as you can because they actually lost the original source code and tried to fit the PC source code onto the modern day systems and had to do a lot of like wonky tricks to get it to work and everything looked like shit and played like shit so the best way to play this particular title and Silent Hill 1 for that matter is on the original hardware the original releases of the game so uh i believe you and i both played it that way mm-hmm. yeah and ps2 yes and it looked really good it's still everything yeah. is still sharp the fog effects were still you know they were a little like dated but they still for 20 years i was pretty impressed but what really impressed me was all the lighting effects the lighting effects in this game are insane you know you walk by something with your little light and it it, it it it's just it has to be seen to be understood what i'm talking about because most games of this um era you know 3d or not you know all the lighting effects that that were in them were pretty mundane and you kind of get used to those type of things but this is a more modern type of lighting effects and uh, shadows and stuff it's really cool i was really impressed with it what i wasn't impressed with was the voice acting <laughs> which is you know there's a couple the the chick that plays your wife Mary she does okay uh, the main character James uh, which I while I'm on that subject uh, how did you feel every time she called out James throughout the game I got a little creeped out yeah. I would I would imagine like my, my for those listening uh, my last name isn't J you know I've been going by Blaine J for f- fucking ever on this show and that's because when I first started the show I I wasn't sure just how many people were listening i was kind of worried about um people finding my personal information and stuff and like maybe trying to contact me i I really wasn't sure how popular derek and don's show was i knew it was a fairly popular show and i was kind of like i don't know if i really want to be in the public eye so i went by blaine and then my middle initial which is j it stands for james it's what i went by for a number of years because i actually have a very good friend that is also named blaine and we would call him bc um because his was c obviously and yeah so i just went by blaine j my actual last name is none of your damn business i'm sure you could figure it out if you just found james <laughs> but but regardless it's none of your damn business it's hard to pronounce <laughs> um and yeah uh anyway it was a little creepy for me to hear you know james because i have been called that by various people in the past i've gone by james a few times here and there and uh, yeah anytime i hear that it's it's creepy not nearly as much as blaine if i'm watching a movie and or whatever and i hear the name blaine i really perk up because it's a pretty fucking rare name you don't hear that one yeah but uh yeah it it's just a creepy game all around it starts out man you you're driving into a town called Silent Hill because your wife uh, says that she's going to meet you at your special place, right? And you, the character James, 
don't know where your special place is. Except that it's in the town of Silent Hill, and you think maybe it's the damn park, I think, at first, or something, right? And you drive in, and you just park your car willy-nilly, and just start walking into the town rather than drive, I guess because of the fog or whatever. It's very foggy. And the first thing you'll notice is that James, the character, not you, James, is very Mm -hmm. suicidal. You know, Mm -hmm. just doesn't give a shit about his own life. And you also learn that despite your wife giving you this letter and saying that she's going to meet you here in Silent Hill, where apparently you went on a vacation earlier in life, um, your wife has passed on some years ago due to that damn disease. Um, His words, not mine. And, uh, yeah, so it's a little weird that James would go try and meet up with his dead wife, but evidently he's very, very in love with her. And wants to meet up with her one last time or maybe he thinks he's in hell or whatever but there's a lot of indications as to like he just doesn't care like if you try and leave the area that you the way you came he he says something to the effect of or you get the text of something like uh nothing in that direction matters there's nothing for me in that way anymore or something and then if you search the car you find a map and then he'll say I'll just leave it here. It doesn't really matter now or something. And you're like, oh, shit. You know, this guy just really doesn't care. And then you walk into one of the first places you walk into is a graveyard where you meet up with uh, Maria, I think is her name. Right. Right. Is that Maria? I guess I I just left her. She I found her again in the story. And uh, she was following me around the city a little bit. But yeah, I guess right. that is the same chick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah she looks uh, she looks just like your wife, um, except for and, and some of the some of the corpses you come across. Just I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves now. Look a lot like you, which was uh, or look a lot like James, no, which you, is <laughs> freak, freaky to be begin yeah, with. And you know what's weird about that? Like I've heard different accounts of that initially they said that it looked like James because they ran out of uh, uh, character models to be able to be saved into the game. So they just reused character models. And that was the initial statement that they gave. But then later on, they said that they did it uh, to freak the player out. And I don't know which it, you know, it does. Mission accomplished. Yeah. This game is freaky. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was a I was team Resident Evil growing up, so I I played all those Resident Evil games. I didn't really go near Silent Hill, which is very unfortunate because this game is way creepier. Like, if I wanted to be spooked and scared, like this is the path I should have chosen because uh, this makes Resident Evil look uh, a little tame. Oh, for sure, especially especially the first one, uh, the, or maybe even the first couple. Now, when you get into Resident Evil 3 with fucking Nemesis coming out of nowhere and following no, you, yeah. uh, that shit uh, still gives me nightmares. I was thinking about that. That is the one that's that's different. But, I mean, in the Resident Evil games, you're like, you know, a police officer. You're a trained individual armed to the teeth, yeah. so you got some backing. In this game, you're, you're not. You're a regular guy with a bat and... You're fighting shit that's yeah. just crazy, and you don't um, you don't even have a bat at first. You have to actually find the stupid yeah uh, stick with nails in it, and to be able to beat the first enemy you come across, and, and yeah, that's also where you find the radio, which is a huge component in all the early Silent Hill games. And we were talking Attic, about yeah. we were talking about accidents before, and I think I mentioned this before as well. But just to reiterate, um, 
when they first made the original Silent Hill, they they had a very grand scope of what it was they wanted to do with these like big areas where you could see far off into the distance buildings as you came up upon them and such. And they tried to build it in that way, but then memory uh, limitations of the original PlayStation didn't allow them to do that. So the way they got around it was they kept the stuff that they already made, but they enveloped it in the fog that we now know, you know, in most of the early Silent Hills. And in order that that made seeing enemies a lot harder so in order to get around that caveat they put in a radio where whenever you got close to an enemy a bunch of static would start playing mm-hmm. off of that. and it's just like <clears throat> it's it's fucking brilliant man like oh yeah if they hadn't have done that silent hill would have been a pretty poor knockoff of resident evil and probably not scary at all but because mm-hmm. of the fog obscuring everything and and every time you're yeah. running through the fog and you start hearing that crackling static and shit and you're like oh shit something's in here where yeah. where is it and you're turning around looking for it and is it under that car is you know is it over here or whatever and in this one like when you're walking in the overhead there are even stuff that will just like literally jump out of the bushes and be flying through the air and fall in front of you and like oh shit you know good jump scares and a uh, lot, lot of good jump scares. Uh, my favorite, yeah. favorite one um, er, is the first one early on where um, you're just walking down that, that you go to that motel after, you know, you speak with uh, Maria and she tells you, you know, Silent Hill is this way or whatever. And, and she says it's super dangerous. Don't bother going there. And James says, you know, it doesn't really matter. Nothing matters. I guess I really don't care if it's dangerous because he's just a suicidal freak. Um, yeah, you go to that motel and you're walking down those corridors and there's that area with and maybe you you can even not notice it. That's what's so cool. The first meeting of Pyramid Head. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. where there's that grate and you can't get to him and he's just standing there staring you down and that music's playing that dun 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 you know oh, 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 oh. that that's the stuff of nightmares and you can just stand there and look at him and he's just watching you you know yeah 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 great stuff and then you you meet him again like two or three minutes later in that scene where you walk into a room and he is just raping the hell out of one of those double-leg mannequin <laughs> things. I mean, wh- what did you think he was doing? Is he not raping that thing? That, no. <laughs> I walked in and I saw that and I like stopped the game. I was like, wait, what am I looking at? I look, I read the walkthrough and yeah. the walkthrough didn't really say much about it. And I'm like, what, what are we, what are we doing here? Like someone's got it. And then it like, I, <sighs> I read, I looked up a little bit more about it and they're like, yeah, it's kind of open for interpretation what he's doing. And I'm like, no, we know what he's doing. Right. Well, the whole game centers around all these themes of, of rape and stuff. They never come out and say it, but it's very obvious. The character Maria, uh, she, she's always coming across as like kind of a sex pot or seductress. Um, and at the same time, putting off the vibe that she, hates men and the type of, you know, very classic symptoms of someone that is undergone like rape, you know, um, not to get into it overly, but, uh, a lot of themes of that with the knife and then Maria recounts some things about 
never says anything explicitly outright, but she'll say things like, uh, you just want it just like he did, don't you, and all this stuff. And, and as you said, it's up to interpretation, but Pyramid Head is likely the uh, representation of whoever it was that raped Maria uh, when she was a little girl. And the knife being as big as it is, is a probably a representation of how big the knife that this large man had a kitchen knife and she was a little girl and it appeared to be much bigger in her mind than what in reality what it is but because of that in in her psyche that's what it's become and then his face being obscured by the pyramid is just a way of the body to cope with you know if it was a loved one doing this to you blocking that out you know at least that's my interpretation of it but yeah you walk into this fucking room and pyramid head there's these things which are like i I guess they're mannequin legs i don't know looks like a pair of legs and then its head is another pair of legs upside down and they're just when they move they're just creepy as all get out think the uh like in the ring that little girl that climbs out of the well it's that kind of shit and just creepy yeah and you walk in this room and james sees pyramid head this thing that he's just seen down the hall staring him down raping the out of this thing there's actually two of them in there and one's like laying on the ground dead i think and james's first inclination isn't to just come out the way he came which is the first thing i'm going to do i walk into a room and i see that specifically you know if I, yeah i see a if i see a rape i might run in there and like throw some bows and try and save the poor girl this isn't a girl this isn't a man you know <laughs> yeah. uh i'm 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 just uh turning heel and uh yeah kicking rocks because but james doesn't think that what the hell does he do Runs into the closet, right? And loads his gun. This motherfucker. He gets in the closet. Pyramid <laughs> Head sees him. And yeah, this guy gets in the closet. And he's looking through the blinds like uh, R. Kelly. And just hiding in the closet. And uh, Pyramid Head sees him. Starts coming at him. And James, you know, luckily at this point we found a gun inside of a shopping cart. And I guess like, we should, could have mentioned that. But yeah, he just unloads the clip into Pyramid Head. Which for some reason scares this thing off. Um, yeah. even though it appears to do no damage to him, no. but still just a complete, like <gasps> in your heart, just, ah, you know, scary stuff, man. And, uh, yeah, you go out there and see the dead bodies and stuff after that. But that was two of the most scary moments. Um, really not a whole lot after that. There's a lot of stupid stuff, but, um, let's see, where do we go from chair? I want, Oh, I, what was I wanting to mention? I just we were just talking just about everyone it. you encounter in this game. I was just gonna mention thinking like that guy Eddie who's like found throwing up when he uh, uh, yeah with the guy like dead body in the other room. It's like that's another reason why like this game's more creepy than Resident Evil. Or in Resident Evil, most of those games, Nemesis aside, like you have an ally or someone you can kind of depend on and trust mm-hmm. some for something. Here you're quite literally all alone outside Here of Here you're all alone. And when you meet is like that shit crazy. So mm-hmm. I mean, you're crazier than you are. So it's there's you have no allies. Right, right. And yeah, like you mentioned Eddie and we can just go over all the characters I guess real quick cuz there's not very many. Um Eddie's this character that you meet and when you meet up with him, he's just throwing up. You like before you even get to him, you just hear as you know, just bleh, bleh. You know, and shit. And I took that opportunity uh, because he'll keep doing it as long as you don't move and engage him in 
conversation, he'll just keep vomiting indefinitely, which I found to be like really funny. <laughs> so I, I let him sit there and do that for like a full minute. And I went and like got a glass of water or something and came back and was like, because he's a real dipshit in the game. Basically, this guy is a big, fat comic book nerd type of mother, you know, dude. But on top of that, he's a real a-hole and anyone that ever bullied him in life he feels justified in in killing you know you don't learn that right away but when you first meet up with him he's throwing up in the toilet and he he's saying i i don't know what happened he was like that when i got here well it, it's pretty evident the guy's lying e even through all the bad acting that's going on uh it's evident that eddie killed this guy for whatever reasons you don't know yet and um is covering it up and uh, yeah, just an all-around douchebag throughout the game. You end up having to fight him later on. Um, I was kind of hoping that each, uh, like, it really seems like it could be, too, that each one of these characters represented a different part, and they and they may, of uh, James's like, shattered mind. And Eddie might be mm -hmm. the one that represented uh, just pure hate, I guess, or, like, um, fear of other people, you know... Um, being conscious of your own uh, misgivings and you know so on and so forth uh and that then like maria was the one that was you know like everything maria is but anyway it turns out it's not that way and then the the other character that you run into is a little girl who i absolutely hate and i can't remember mm -hmm. her name uh, no, I don't remember. Yeah, this little pigtailed little bitch who's just terrible. The first time you meet up with her, you're you see a key through a grate, and you're trying to reach for the damn thing, and it's just out of your reach. You're just about to get it, and she kicks it out of the way. And why James wouldn't reach his fucking board with a nail on it before he'd reach his arm in. You know, he does stuff like that throughout the game where he's like, I don't care what happens. You know, you just saw zombies on the other side of this thing. He doesn't give a shit. <sighs> and neither does this little girl. Every time that you meet up with her, she's just tra la la and, and has no care of what's going on around her. Um... When you one of the first times you meet her, you, there's a zombie dragging a body off or something, and she just like runs off after it. And yeah, everything in the game is, is is weird and creepy regarding her and everyone. But anyway, those are those are all the characters, right? Am I missing anyone, James? I think it's everyone. I, those only three I've discovered so far, um, and I, I'm only about halfway through the game, and yeah, I think I'm not completed this game yet. So yeah. uh, well. Do you want me to spoil beyond that point, or do you want to just stop there? Go ahead. And, go ahead. And, no, no, no. I, let's, uh, I mean, the, the listeners have, I'm guessing, <laughs> played this game, or if they haven't, they're going to stop the recording now and go play it. But yeah, go ahead and let's, oh, let's hear what's it's, going on. I, I absolutely recommend this game to anyone. It's, it's, it's not mm -hmm. expensive. But yeah, um, as far as like the rest of the game goes, I mean, it's, it's a lot of the same. You go from place to place, and... Um, unlock different clues to where your wife might be or what's going on regarding that. Um, and at one point, like you said, you meet up with Maria and she's following you around. Um, this is, there's several major things that you can do throughout the game that will affect which ending you get. Now, I believe there's a total of six different endings, uh, some of which are very similar. And I'll get into those when we get to endings. But a lot of the things that affect it are things like uh, when you are with Maria, if you're 
if you lollygag with her, the more time you spend with her, it's the more likely you'll get the ending where you decide to go with Maria. Okay. <clears throat> There's also a point in the game where you see Maria passed out in a room and she's holding a knife. And at first she doesn't remember who you are. And then it kind of, she remembers that you guys have met in the graveyard. And then she, uh, reluctantly hands you the knife you're like what what were you going to do with that she's locked herself in this little girl's room again it leaning credence uh to the theory i have about her you know it's pretty it's pretty heavy-handed actually but that she was raped as a child because this seems like she's in a child's room and uh, she's thinking about committing suicide she has this knife and if you, you take the knife from her and it becomes an item you can't use it as a weapon but if you examine it, it will go towards the ending, you know, a certain ending. And then there's a diary on a roof at one point that is uh, assumed to be Maria's diary. It doesn't have a name. But if you read that diary, it'll go towards a certain ending. There's all kinds of different things you can do to change that. When Maria's with you, if you want to get the ending where you go with Mary or one of the other endings, as opposed to the ending where you end up with Maria, you can do things like, Try and zip through that section when she lays down at one point in the hospital. Don't ever go visit her. Just leave her in the room alone. Don't uh, get any more of the dialogue or cutscenes that you would get by visiting her again. Uh, while she's running around with you, let her take a bunch of damage. Do damage yourself by hitting her in the head with the nail and boards, but don't kill her. You know, all kinds of weird stuff you can do that affect the ending. And um, then if you've gotten a certain ending before that is on your save, it will affect which ending you'll get at the end of the game as well. So kind of nifty. Uh, again, it just adds to a lot of playtime for this game. And there are some really silly fucking endings on this game. Um, once you go through the whole game and like, again, a lot of it's uh, up to interpretation. Oh, before, before I get to the endings, did you get to the puzzle that I told you about that I was just like rolling my high eyes so hard they went around in my head and back there? Did you get to that the the puzzle with the box? Uh, let's see. I did a clock thing. I did mm -hmm. some coins. Mm -hmm. I did a combination thing. I don't think I did a box thing. Was like that... a box with four locks on it. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um there is at one point in the hospital this box yeah, I think it's a hospital. that uh, it gets mentioned by uh, uh, numerous accounts you're reading and you know these doctor's files and stuff about this one patient in the men mental hospital <clears throat> that has this box that he won't let anybody open because it's got something truly special in there and it's got four locks on it and you have to go through all this convoluted process of finding uh, a key for one and then finding a combination for another and then reading off of the in written in blood off of the dude's padded cell wall uh, a combination um and then there's one other that you have to figure out too with some weird key oh yeah you you find a file that has a key in it where the doctor says that he stole it off of lenny or whatever the dude's name is and uh he feels like it's one of the many keys to his box with whatever special in it and so you're like, okay, cool. 
uh, this must really be something good. And I'm thinking, you know, it's either going to, going to be a new weapon or, you know, something good or a lot of somethings. Cause it's a big, it's a box. It's a lock box. It could have all kinds of shit in it. And you open it up and there's three strands of hair, just human hair. Mm. And you're like, uh, okay, which if this was optional, and it was just like a story beat, like this dude, Lenny, let's call him, was like in love with some chick. Okay, that's cool. And he's saving the hair and he was so in love with her, blah, blah, blah. And maybe it became a story beat later on down the road. But it's not. It's actually part of a fucking puzzle that you have to figure <laughs> out to proceed. And how it goes is you have to find something else. It's a pin, like a straight pin, like you would use in a hat or whatever. And it's bent. And the way you find it is you go to the female locker rooms and there's a teddy bear on one of the desks. And you examine it. And you get a cutscene where James goes, oh, I hurt my finger. And he sucks his finger and, you know, blood. And he reaches and he's like, what was it? And he goes, oh, it was this pin. And there's a straight pin that's been bent to a hook shape that's for some reason in this teddy bear. And he decides to keep it. And he also decides to keep the hair, right? Well, later on, not very long later on, like just a few doors down, you go into the shower. And for some reason, there's this green blood everywhere. We haven't encountered a monster in the game, and there isn't one in the game that has green blood. Whatever, it's splattered everywhere in this bathroom. And you can check the drain, because why wouldn't you? Uh, James reaches his arm into all kinds of shit in this game. Everything from toilets to... Whatever. Literally. Yeah, literally. literally. <laughs> that that scene is disturbing. Yeah. Uh, just, oh yeah, this old nasty toilet. I'll just stick my arm up to the fucking shoulder in there. Yeah, gross. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, as, as per usual for James, the guy that just doesn't give two fucks about anything, he peers into this hole and he's like, hey, there's something in there and he tries to reach for it and he can't get it. You have to combine the strands of hair to the pin and then very carefully reach it down there to pull out a key oh God. to progress. My and, God. You know, I get mad at these games, James. I get mad because it's like, oh, the door is locked. Well, I have this gun or, you know, any number of things. It was like I mentioned earlier with the key that gets kicked out of your reach when you're standing there holding a damn, you know, three foot length of board with some nails at one end like uh that's pretty much the exact tool i would go look for to reach for something that's three feet away from me <laughs> you know something mm -hmm. that long with like some kind of hook or something where i could yeah uh, and you're holding it you know it's infuriating and here he is you have to go through all this fucking rigmarole to get a few strands of hair which you could use any other cloth first of all, or not just yeah. a cloth, but you could use any stick, any any little thing. There's all kinds of shit everywhere that you can't pick up that if it were for real, you'd be able to pick up. It's just like, it's who making this puzzle thought this was a good idea? I'm used to bad puzzles in adventure games. You know, I played Secret of Monkey Island. I put the pulley with the, the chicken onto the rope and, and slid down that thing. I did all the stupid shit, you know. But this has yeah. to take the cake. This is amongst the dumbest things. I, and like I said, I couldn't roll my eyes hard enough. And then later in the game, James, there's another fucking puzzle <laughs> where you have to use a... And this, it, it defies physics because this wouldn't work. There's a sewer grate, I think it is, or a manhole, a manhole cover. And it's missing the handle. 
So you have to create a new handle by making an impression of whatever uh, the holes are in it with wax and then combining that with a uh, horseshoe and sticking it in there and like first of all wax wouldn't hold that you know how much a manhole cover weighs secondly you're holding a pipe which is literally the tool that you would use to open up a fucking manhole <laughs> and it's just it just made my head hurt. Like, I do love this game. Don't get me wrong, listeners. This is a great game. But the puzzles need some damn work. Um, you want to get into endings? Uh, that's that's about all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the puzzles didn't feel like very, like... Well, some of them didn't feel, like, natural to me. Like, mm-hmm. why would these exist in this world? Yeah. Like, um, you, you kind of get it in Resident Evil, at least one, because it's like this... The mansion. Spencer Mansion, mm-hmm. the guy that goes crazy. The police chief Irons, he goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Code Veronica, you have those those weird siblings that yeah. you know are having sex with each other, and they go nuts and they yeah. design stuff. But in this one, like, why would this stuff exist in this world? But I don't know. I don't know either. It's there. It's it's par for the course when it comes to most survival horror games of the genre or the era. I mean, and. Um, yeah, I don't know, James, but it's it's the by far the worst part of this game is the puzzles to me. Like the action mm-hmm. is is fine. It's not like amazing or anything. It's just it's your standard fare for for this type of game. Um, the voice acting is actually kind of subpar, but the visuals and everything more than make up for it. The story, pretty good for the most part. Um, oh yeah, it's creepy. Really creepy. And that's what you're playing this game for, is to be scared. So every ending, you know, there's only one that I really like, but I'll get into that last. Um, There's there's one that's hard to get. You have to get, I think, all the other endings in order to find an item called uh, the Doghouse Key. And this is the funny ending. Every Silent Hill, or most of them, have a hilarious ending right and in this one you find the doghouse key and there's a door that you can normally not unlock you unlock the door you open it up and there's a control room with a dog sitting there at the controls and james goes it was you all along and the dog jumps off and like laughs and the credits roll and it shows you all these pictures from the game of like silly ass shit while a dog is barking this theme music you know and the very last pick is a picture of maria in lingerie and it makes like a yeah and that's the dog ending which you have to play through the game i think uh, at minimum like three or four times to be able to get so uh if you're looking to get that uh, i would suggest just watch it on youtube like i did it's uh, that's a lot of work to get a really silly scene and there's another silly Mm -hmm. scene where you can um much like the first game summon the aliens and the father from the first game, like you see these aliens fly in and they, they get out of their ship or, or rather they send out of their ship the dad from the first game. Um, and I can't remember his name right now. It's not James. But he, he says, hey, uh, have you seen a little girl named, God, I can't remember the girl's name from the first one. But he asks about his daughter and describes her. And James says, I don't know anything about that. But have you seen a woman about yay tall named Mary? And then the aliens uh, zap James, and then it shows them teleporting them into their uh, UFO and high-fiving the character from the first game, who is 
very funnily still shows up with like the polygonal hands of of the first game and still looks very blocky like he did in the original playstation title and stuff so that's you know again it's another funny ending that you have to find several items to be able to unlock and then uh you go on to the normal endings there's the ending where uh and unfortunately you have to kill them in each one there's the ending where uh you don't join either girl and you meet up with Maria at the end and she tries to be with you and you say you don't want to be with her and then you uh you shoot her there's a boss battle unfortunately there's a boss battle at the end of this game it's silly it's really unnecessary but there it is and the boss is uh Maria or Mary it's the same boss battle uh anyway and you have to kill her and when you kill her um you the last scene is shown you dragging her body into a boat and you going out on silent hill and presumably you're dumping the body and whatever i don't know and then there's a the ending where it's the most common ending i think where uh you are trying to take care of mary and you learn that you killed her um that she didn't die of the disease that you put her out of her misery but it was as much for you as it was for her because you were tired of taking care of her you were tired of not um being able to do normal things i.e have sex and that uh, basically that maria is the representation of mary that uh, you were wanting her mary to be in life toward the end that she couldn't be anymore all the things that you were longing for mary to be able to do uh are now maria basically and it shows a scene where uh mary forgives you and then uh coughs herself to death and uh, you jump in your car and drive into uh the lake and uh, kill yourself um and there's another one that's very similar to that uh that i don't remember the ending on but again it has to do with mary coughing at the end and uh, i think you go to uh you live and it shows you going to the graveyard with the little girl i think uh, basically the same ending they, they all kind of a lot of them share dialogue and stuff james so it is what it is but the ending that i think should be canonical and is really cool is you choose instead of choosing mary at the end you choose to go with uh maria and you end up killing Mary, and then you uh, tell Maria that uh, it's y- you're who I want, blah, 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 you know. And she comes with you, and you're both walking back to your car in that first area. <clears throat> and after a big, long, you know, there's this letter that gets read in every ending, and it's like unnervingly long when you have to listen to it six times or five times or whatever it was that I ended up listening it to over and over. Um, and... Uh, you're walking back to the car and Maria starts to cough and James says, we better get that cough looked at with the implication <laughs> being that now she's going to die of the same disease. And that is so good. That's, that's my ending of all the endings. That's the one I like. So, but yeah, it, it's pretty cool that it has all these different endings and stuff. Um, I wish they were maybe a little more different from one another. Like a lot of them, again, they, they share the same big long letter from Mary that, you find and uh basically where she details uh her last uh 
moments of life and she talks about how she's being sent back from the hospital even though the not because she's getting better but because the doctor knows she doesn't have much time left and she's looking forward to spending more time with you even though she thinks that you are not looking to that time forward to that time and if you're reading this uh she told a, a nurse to send it to you after she dies so you, she must already be dead kind of thing and all this you know but she forgives you for whatever it is you're about to do i think she has an inkling that you're going to kill her or maybe she asked you to but uh I, oh i think i think the whole deal is that she asked you to but then she actually didn't actually want you to do it and you kind of knew that or whatever it's like yeah convoluted but overall very good horror game i uh, think it holds up a ton is it worth it we might as well uh, go back to that for a second i mean you can find this game for like nine bucks right it's uh it's downloadable yeah. I, th I think it's on most PSN networks. Uh, so yeah, just if you haven't played Silent Hill, if you've been on the fence and thought, you know, I don't really like horror games, I want to say Silent Hill Two is probably the best of the series. Um, Silent Hill Three is also very good. Silent Hill Four: The Room starts getting kind of like away from what I wanted the series to be. I hated Shattered Memories. A lot of people like that one. It's a reimagining of the first Silent Hill, which I also think is very good, despite graphically not being so great anymore. Um, great game worth every penny uh, I thank the listeners for picking this one I was kind of hoping you guys would have picked uh, Alan Wake because I own it and still hadn't played it and I've been kind of looking for a reason to play it but whatever whatever uh, what do you think James you, you liking this game so far yeah like I said um, I went Resident Evil as a kid but I really wish I would have tested this these waters out you know because yeah. this is a really good game it is really creepy and it's your perfect like october halloween game yeah, so sure. and it's cheap so i would definitely recommend it i know they did the remastered version i did dabble with that a little bit <clears throat> at least the first like hour of it and it's pretty similar to the PlayStation 2, I don't know how where it goes from there but mm. it looks similar so if you if you have that version or you i know it's like there's that through PlayStation where you pay like 20 bucks a month and you can download any game you want. It's on there. Oh, okay. So if you have that, go ahead and try it there. That's where I first started playing. I had like a, like a month like free and I tried that game out because um, I knew we were going to do it. And I played it for about, like I said, an hour. And then you said there were some differences. So I stopped and got the PlayStation yeah. 2 version and continued playing through there. So yeah, it was definitely worth it. Yeah, for sure. I, and again, I don't know firsthand how bad the HD version is. I've just heard on other podcasts, and uh, I sent you that article where they talk about why it's bad. I mean, it's all over the internet. Um, so evidently, it's a well-known you know thing. And uh, again, I don't have firsthand knowledge. So it, it may be perfectly playable. I don't know. But um, yeah, that's about all I've got to say about Silent Hill 2. Great game. Thanks for playing with me, James. And we decided on what coming up next. I think we're going to do Shining Force 3. Super excited about this one, James. <sighs> Although, I uh, will chat. I may want to give us a little extra time for this one. So maybe uh, I have an idea for an off-topic we'll talk about later for maybe next okay. month. Okay, so next <laughs> month we're either going to do an off-topic or Shining Force 3. So let's think about it. And then, uh, but I'm excited. Um, really want to focus on this one and i got my football season ends in three weeks and then i got okay. just buku time to sink my teeth into this one it's been about god 15 years or more since i played it so oh, i man. really want to 
get into this thing and talk about this guy from beginning to end. See, the thing is, man, the way the way it's built famously, I'm not spoiling anything for the next show, is that it was supposed to be Shining Force 3, and it was supposed to be part one of three, and parts two and three of that never made it here to the States. So yeah. that nope. always dissuaded me from playing it or wanting to play it overtly, although I always wanted to own it, and I always wanted to go ahead and just play it anyway because I love Shining Force so fucking much. Um, and here, gosh, it's been two years now. It's been over two years. I bought it at Super Bitcoin, um, not this past time, but the time before that. And it's been sitting on my shelf since then. I I popped it in to to see if it worked, and it worked fine. And that was the the extent of me playing it. So I'm really looking forward to having an excuse to actually, you know, kind of kick me in the butt a little bit to make me play it. So that's gonna be a great episode. And mm-hmm. uh, geez, it seems like there's one other big thing I'm just forgetting about, and I always do this, James. Anyway, that's about it, I guess. Um, if you want to contact me, you can catch me at Twitter at RetroKel. That's Retro, K-H-E-L. You can find James at James Mill Holland. You can find us both on our Facebook page, which is Is It Worth It podcast, I believe, on Facebook. Very easy to find. You can find us on the on uh, RetroRPG.net, which we don't talk about much but we're because we're part of the RetroRPG show. Uh, you know, they have their own forums there. I don't, I'm not real big on getting on those forums anymore. I don't think anyone is. Derek and Don have uh, gone MIA again, unfortunately. I'm sure they'll be back. They always are. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's, uh, that's still a great website to like, you know, read about information of games gone past and so on and so forth. And I realized, James, today that this is episode, I think, 36 of the show, meaning this is the third year I've been doing it. And you've been with me for almost two right at which yeah. is mind-blowing. Congratulations. Yeah, Brian. wild, man. Three years. Three years of doing this shit, and it seems like I just started. That's yeah. crazy. It doesn't seem like I've been doing this that long at all. Um, but you can find us both at Retro Game Core, like our good friend, uh, new friend, Joe um, found us through that. And uh, yeah, Joe, again, if you're listening, get, get in touch with us. Uh, you've won a copy of Final Fantasy IX. If any of you want to get in on this action and try and get a copy of twilight princess be sure to comment on any of our things on our facebook page send us an email tweet at us whatever it is uh you will be eligible to win some sort of prize this month will be the legend of zelda if you don't want that we'll scrounge up something else um i've got lots of crap laying around i'm sure james does as well but uh yeah that's about it so until then keep it retro and we'll see you next time See you later, everyone.